Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 65. Damn. All right, this is a very highly requested episode. I'm glad we were finally able to get it done. It was a blast. So before we get to it, a few quick announcements. Live stand-up shows by me, Chris Effen Hardwick. I'll be performing at the San Francisco Punchline March 2nd through the 5th. Then I will be at the Zanies in Chicago March 16th through the 19th. I may stop by C2E2, nerds. Also, April 8th at Hukelau in Chicopee, Massachusetts. April 9th at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. And Nerdist Industries is taking over the back of Meltdown Comics. We're going to start programming shows, uh, I guess, as long as people will come see live comedy shows there. Our first huge event is April 4th, and I am beyond excited. It is Black Dynamite Night. 6.30 p.m. screening. 8 o'clock panel with the cast and the director of Black Dynamite. Michael Jai White, who played Black Dynamite. Byron Minns, who played Bullhorn. Scott Sanders, the director. Uh, Brian Ash, who wrote the comic, which we are having a signing for at 9.30. That's right, the Black Dynamite comic, issue number one, Slave Island. Get it signed. Also music by Adrian Young and the Black Dynamite Orchestra, who of course did the film score as well. Now, uh, tickets are $15 for the screening in the panel. There is no charge for the signing. Uh, if you just want to show up, buy a comic, and get them to sign it, that's fine. But if you do pay the $15 and come to the screening in the panel, you will get priority line access. So it's going to be a fun night. We're going to get food trucks there and hopefully some refreshments, and, uh, and we hope to see you there. Details for that show and all the other ones are at, of course, Nerdist.com. And for the fourth week in a row, the Nerdist Podcast is proud to be sponsored by Falcon Northwest Computer Systems. Uh, these guys hand-build PCs for you. You want a gaming laptop, you want a desktop, you want your logo on it, they will do it. They will build it by hand. Uh, they have excellent customer support after you purchase your computer. These are not built on conveyor belts. Uh, these are built by human beings with articulating fingers in the Pacific Northwest. That's right here in America. They have been lauded by all of the best uh, tech outlets. Why? A little program called Attack of the Show gave them five out of five stars last year. So, please, go to falcon-nw.com, check it out, look at the computers they have, think of whichever one you want, 
Order them to design it for you in a polite fashion, and they will. Falcon-NW.com, Falcon Northwest Computer Systems, masterpieces of handcrafted silicon. And now, the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 65, with Mr. Nathan Fillion. Hashtag squee. Now entering Nerdist.com. Uh, what powerful word? You're extra loud. Am I extra loud? Yeah. How about now? How about now? Okay. That okay? Yeah. If you hear planes, people, it's because we live in the world. Yep. Yeah. Accept it. Planes in life, guys. So everyone, sa- everyone sounds okay. I think so. Yes. Check it in one, one, two, one, yep. two. Check it in. Check it in. Nathan Fillion, will you please uh, do your Alec Baldwin impersonation again? Because it, I, I, it was gorgeous, and I didn't get to record it. You think I have a god complex? I am God. <laughs> he's a doctor he's accused of murder Nicole Kidman's gorgeous <laughs> that was the plot oh, that was the whole movie I bet he regrets that now I love that Alec Baldwin had the old flippity floppity you know I was a I was a, a super leading man and now I, I'm a comedy guy I wonder if he likes that or if he sort of disdains that what do you think no he probably deigns it just deigns it <laughs> he always was in. He was always in the comedy. I mean, he was always great as a host on SNL. Always the the, the mimic is one of the like the best sketches they ever did. He really was. Yeah, yeah I mean, only three, oh. only four hosts got best of DVDs out of SNL. First of He's all, yeah. but enough Alec Baldwin, Nathan Fillion, we're in your <laughs> hey, house. Buddy. Hey, and, oh, good point, Chris. And, what do you think about Alec Baldwin? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like. It is important to let people know how hospitable you are. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had a lovely tour of Stately Fillion Manor. Right. You made coffee for these two nerds over here. <laughs> Thank you. I had to push the button I and know, pour the water in. I know, but it's still very nice of you. <laughs> hey, you grabbed the mugs, too. I, I did. I and then he it. offered to let us park up here, but we were too far. We walked way up a hill. Yeah. Walked way up a hill. Matt, I, thought, I thought I was going to die. Matt got three quarters of the way up, and I said, you know, we can pull the cars up here. And you're like, it's too late. It's too late. There was four of you. <laughs> One of them we had oh, to eat. Oh, chappers. It was, it's too late for him. Uh, we set up camp at the base of your driveway. Yeah, yeah. Our Sherpa went crazy. The driveway Take Sherpa. oxygen tanks. <laughs> we'll need them. <laughs> All right, good. We're recording. Everything seems good. It's a good time to check. Us. Oh, yeah, we're good. I see a I see an awesome Serenity poster that I'm staring at right Ooh. now. Well, you see six of them, really. Oh yeah! Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I see some people make these. I go to these these sci-fi conventions and people draw these and make me. You, you know it's me, but it's much better than I actually look in real life. <laughs> so I had to put them up, right? You got to put them up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got to put those up. This absolutely. Is, this is the theater, I call it. The yes. Theater. I'll call it the TV room of the theater. <laughs> the, the media center. Somehow that justifies the posters, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be okay with it. I think it's, I think it's great, okay. because they are, they are gorgeous artistic depictions of different cast yeah. members from Serenity, and then, mm-hmm. and then the Firefly ship. And, and, and if folks at home, if you want to know what we're talking about, uh, go online, I'm sure you can find Jason Palmer. Jason Palmer and Adam Hughes. 
That's what the artist right now. There you go. Yeah. At least he, he doesn't have as many as Kevin Smith has in his theater, which is about eighty different paintings of. Oh, his Kevin life. Smith! Yeah. But that is the Smod Castle, so right, it's, yeah, but yeah. it's not. You know, like he he he. This he, is people, the theater. People, that's true. <laughs> that Smod Castle is really nice. It's a great place. They did a good job. Lots of pictures of himself. Too bad we're not going to keep doing shows there, though, because we're going to do shows at Melbourne hey, Comics. Hey, all right. You never know. Thanks for allowing us. And my house. And your house. Uh, <laughs> we're going to... The Nerdist Theater at Fillion's. Comics. At Fillion's Ranch. If you can make it up the driveway, it's free for all. <laughs> <laughs> there goes half of our audience. Half? Is... <laughs> Sorry. You're being 85%. very generous. 85%. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've seen this or not, Nathan Fillion, but there is an interesting online campaign right now <laughs> because of an offhanded comment. <laughs> yeah, like you started it. The internet yeah. is king of, of blowing things up from offhanded comments. Isn't it? But you, in the because uh, like Firefly is coming to the Science Channel. It is. They had a great commercial. Did they? They've got a great commercial. On the, I've been watching An Idiot Abroad, and I'm seeing the commercial. I love that show. Is Firefly. So and I'm thinking, that's the commercial we should have had when we were actually on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Things might have been different. But the Science Channel is going to air the shows, and uh, physicist Michio Kaku is going to talk about the science behind mm-hmm. the sh- doing interstitials. I like him. He's, he's good. He's great. He's good. He's got a, his, he's got some great uh, specials on like perception of time. We'll talk about mm-hmm. time travel, and then he talks about time travel. He's yeah. amazing. He was the one that went out and got young people and old people to separately count down in their heads what they thought a minute was to try to prove the fact that the older you get, you you you, you perceive time differently. And that's why older people always say, like, time moves so fast, because you literally perceive time differently wow. as you get older. Wow. Wow. As that you, just blew as my you mind. slide into uh, death, I guess, is really the, <laughs> the message. Yes. But you said in the EW interview promoting this, uh, I think you, something along the lines of, yeah, if I hit the lottery and had $300 million, I would, yeah, I would give away Firefly for free and make more episodes. And I, I said I would buy the rights to Firefly and distribute it on the internet. You'd still have to pay, Chris. Yes, okay. All right. Yes. yes. <laughs> humanitarian. He's going to have a return on his investment, Christopher. He's going to give up $300 million. Yeah, I mean... And so uh, someone has... Oh, man, you sold out when you wanted to make back any money. <laughs> the whole recouping thing, man. Come on. Somebody has to keep the lights here at Philly and Theater on, okay? Yeah. Someone has to keep the lights on. But someone, some very resourceful nerd, went out and started uh, helpnathanbuyfirefly.com. Yeah. And uh, and my response was, well, maybe if you're going to raise $200 million, cure a disease, and then let's all watch the Firefly DVDs we already own. <laughs> Not a lot of problems in the world that $300 million can't solve, you know? You can, although there are very weird rules for, for if you're a... Like, Zuckerberg has done the Warren Buffett pledge, where he's pledged to give away most of his wealth either throughout his lifetime or after his life and that's the same thing Bill Gates did and that's yeah. what Warren Buffett does because rich assholes there are oddly specific ways that you can give away money without fucking everything up like I guess people like you and me always think oh if I had an extra hundred million dollars I would just give it to a starving country and everything would be fine but they wouldn't distribute the money properly there are like weird rules yeah. why you can't just hand someone a hundred million dollars yeah yeah I think you find that it's never as easy as it no, but what's you nice is you throw money at it, and you're right. I'd like to throw money. Well, at you know, it's funny. Uh, avoid the estate tax. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny. Like uh, D.W. Griffith, uh, who was uh, like a known asshole in his day, uh, didn't want didn't want to be remembered as the asshole he was. He wanted to be remembered as like a like a like a really nice guy, and that's why right when he died, he just gave a bunch of money to start Griffith Park, Griffith Observatory, and like just like gave a bunch of money to the I city. Hate that guy. And now everyone's like, oh, Griffith, he was a great person for Los Angeles. So that's the old deathbed repentance, exactly. Nice. Yeah. 
That's a good way. You're to trying go. to copy the Huntington, right, the, that guy. Cheat, uh, cheat his reputation. Yeah, exactly, and it worked. Well, not not now. <laughs> Way to go, Jonah! Hey, I'm just trying to fight his the good ghost. Fight. Will be visiting you. Yeah, now they'll close for down three Park. consecutive nights. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you have in the hallway. You have all the books that Castle has written in a poster form. Uh, yeah, yeah. When will that make its way in here? Or is that going to stay out there? Yeah, I think that stays it's out there. It's already on the wall, Matt. I know, but I feel like oh, you should man, have everything that is... It's all, it's all even in here. It's three on one side, it three is. on the other. You know what? I fucked it up, guys. It, no, awesome. Matt, it's perfect the way it is. I mean, yeah, it, it, is. Is, it, is, it is perfectly it symmetrical. Is. Also, love the gap between the, the couch and the wall. That's sort of the lamps with it. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I li- I watch a lot of uh, you know interior spaces type shows on HGTV. I'm a big right. fan of furniture placement. Of course. Yeah. Where would I be Thank without you. furniture placement? Thank you for that. You're very kind. Uh, uh, you you w- we did the thrilling adventure hour. Yeah. You told me about these dessert these treats that you make. Yeah, yeah, right. And you said they're the greatest thing ever. Right. And you said <laughs> when we do the show tomorrow night, I'm going to bring some. I'm going to bring it. And they were fucking. Awesome! I brought it. What you, were they? I call. I started calling them Fillion's Fuster Clucks because I didn't know what else to call them. <laughs> right. But you said they have a different. They, they have a different name. Well, they've gone by Chinese New Year cookies. There's all sorts of names. I've found since that everybody has a different name for them. You know what I mean? So could you could you please just walk us through a little bit how they are how they are made? You want me to give you the recipe? Yeah. Oh, Ancient Chinese no, no, you secret, huh? Can't, don't do ruin to, the recipe. You don't this. have to, but okay. they're really okay, fucking but I'm good. Here okay. we go. <laughs> You take Chinese chow mein noodles, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the deep fried kind, the crunchy kind. Yep, yep, yep. And you take some dry roasted salted peanuts. Okay. And you set them aside. All right. Then you take a pot. <laughs> They're not, they, we don't they use have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> just look at this little guy. Um, then you take out a pot, a, a nice big one, mm-hmm. and you throw in some semi-sweet chocolate chips. Okay. And then you throw in butterscotch chips. Oh. A low heat... Right? That's the secret right there. Yeah. That's the butterscotch. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So you throw that all in, you start melting them together, and then you just dump in the noodles, and you start dropping them on wax paper, throw them in the freezer, and everybody's eating them, thinking, you're a confectionery artist. What whoa, you done with these? I amazing. like how the, you took your time in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Step by step, and at the, at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then you just like, and throw them in the oven, and then throw them in the oven. But what is amazing about them, and I, I stick with the name Fillion's Fuster Clucks, is because they... Are these glob? They're not only are they globs of deliciousness, but the the texture is so satisfying because of the chow mein noodles and all the chocolate melted in. Mm-hmm. It's they're insane. Yeah, they're pretty good. The downside is now everywhere you go, people are going to be bringing you these. Like, here, I made another bag for you. <laughs> and have any sugar? So I use salt. Oh well. Oh well. Oh, died in some kind of. Diabetic coma. <laughs> the chow mein noodles like shot up through the roof of your mouth and embedded it, it in your brain, and, and, and then you passed away that way. Um, so, would you? I mean, you said you would make more Firefly episodes. I, I, Wouldn't you? I absolutely would. I love that. I. I oh, oh, oh! Now there's going to be a web campaign for you to start Firefly because <sighs> of your offhanded comment. God damn it! Make Chris uh, three hundred million dollars so he could. Yes, I will spend ten of that on Firefly, and then the rest of it on whores and weird houses I don't need. All right. <laughs> weird houses you don't need and yeah. whores. Yeah. The W's. The, the W's Charlie of what Charlie you Charlie Someone has to take care of the houses he's not in. That's true. That's you right. House whores. That's where you put your house whores. Uh, was there ever any talk about doing... There, I mean, the show became infinitely more popular. It got a movie. Yeah, I, I mean, know. that's... Mm-hmm. 
pretty so impressive. Was, was there ever any talk about trying to do it again? We talk thing? about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Yeah, sure would be. That's about as far as it goes. Well, see you later. Well, I gotta <laughs> drop these on some wax paper. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I worked with that Alan Tudyk on a pilot once, and he How'd was that a. Go? He's awesome. I know, right? He's such a sweet, funny guy. Yeah, I just chatted with him this morning. He got over the pilots. He's, he's, he, he works pretty nonstop. Yeah, he's, there's no worries with that guy. You know who I see? I see? I see Nathan Fillion as a, I see a little bit of Han Solo. I see if 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 we we should we should uh, if if we ever if they ever make the nine Star Wars movie they promised. <laughs> That he I had see, in mind in the beginning. Or you start doing like what they do with X Men, like the Wolverine origin story, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, like a Han Solo origin I'd story. I want a Han Solo solo. Han Solo. I want a Han Solo Chewbacca road comedy. That's what I want to see. You left your what? Where? <laughs> Chewie spills the bottle of pee onto Han while they're driving the Money Falcon because they didn't stop to go to the bathroom. No, you can't. Oh, it's the world. Oh, exactly. You got Boba Fett on your tail trucker in that bones. Corvette. Check out those trucker bones. <laughs> <laughs> they are a real problem on this nation's highway. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. I haven't lived in the South yet for so long. I forgot that those existed. Mm-hmm. Gatorade bottles. The Where? number one. The number one uh, killer of hitchhikers. <laughs> Oh god, I'm so thirsty! Oh, glorious day! A nice, refreshing bottle <laughs> of Gatorade. For a passing truck. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Ah! Number two, other. Not how I wanted to go. <laughs> I didn't think it would. I I predicted explosion, not pee explosion. That was a twist. Why is this Gatorade so warm? My eyes. <laughs> oh, I did. The goggles do nothing. The goggles do nothing. So you're are you you're Canadian, correct? I am. Because um, my my girlfriend Janet did a sh- uh, did a, some a bunch of stuff with a guy named Josh Dean, whom I know, whom you know, and uh, before you and I became pals, uh, I think it was around the time where Janet and I watched you know Firefly start to finish, and and Josh was like, oh, he just nothing but nice things to say about you, uh, and he is also a good is he is Josh working on anything right now that you know of. Uh, he just got back from Toronto. He was working on something in Toronto. He just got back, so I don't know if he has plans. I'm sure he, he's always got something going on too. He's got something on the burner always. That guy. It's a funny dude. It, is was there is there a bunch of was there, was there like a Canadian collective that all sort of started in Canada and then popped up here? And uh, I, I tell you, I met Josh. I, I met I met his sister actually in high school. All right, uh, uh, that was great. <laughs> I met his sister, right? There you go. Yeah, actually, she is a really beautiful lady, uh, and she's. Uh, uh, then years later, after I moved to New York, I came back to Edmonton to my old improv theater mm-hmm. company and uh, saw this kid busted out on stage. And frick, man, there were some really talented people when I got to this theater company, uh, Rapid Fire Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you're watching them and you're you can't believe what's going on on stage. Yeah. You just you walk away, your face is sore from just the. You're you're amazed at what was happening on stage, mm. and then I got in there, and, and then I got my job on the soap and took off. And then when I came back, there's this whole new generation of improvisers, and they're doing things that I can't even believe. That I'm, I'm so amazed. Was that always cool. for you? Were you always like, you know, I'm going to act. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, I I got a, a bug for it around about high school. Yeah. And thought it was a lot of fun, thought I was having a good time, got involved with the, the theater company. Mm-hmm. They were very supportive, very nurturing. Edmonton, a very uh, good city for supporting theater. They have the largest fringe festival next to Edinburgh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So the second I largest theater festival that. in the world is at Edmonton, Alberta. And 
I, I got involved with guys in my, my theater company. One guy was a playwright. Mm-hmm. He wrote a play. I, I got a part on it. He wrote another, won, won awards. Uh, the, after the Fringe Festival is the pick of the Fringe Festival. The 10 best plays get run again in bigger theaters. So you have a chance to actually make a little bit of money. Oh, wow. And, oh, wow. That's fantastic. It was fantastic. It was a really great experience. Just this one group. It's just actors. They just want to, things to go well, and they just they own their own theater. It's great. They own yeah. their own theater. Canada is a is a phenomenal place to perform. Um, I mean, Montreal is a little hit and miss for me, but <laughs> Montreal is just a, just slightly and too the world, European. And French, my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they uh, <coughs> not that there aren't nice people there, but but performing in Vancouver and Toronto, mm-hmm. and I mean. Just phenomenal, great audiences, smart audiences, clean theaters. I mean, everything about it. So now, now that I know that Edmonton is a place I need to be going, I, I will definitely try to go perform there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, just don't go in the winter. No, 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 I won't. Please, God. I'm tiny and frail. <laughs> I would die. You'd freeze in a heartbeat. Yes, yeah, just like like dropping a rose into liquid nitrogen and then smashing it Which on the floor. Which I've done. <gasps> what? Really? Recently? Uh-huh. Was it last, maybe it was last season. No, was no, last, no! Don't need words. Last season on Castle. Yes, uh, we had a, a, a chef who was, you know, experimenting with. They, they do this. They, they, they freeze things in liquid nitrogen mm-hmm. to change the molecular structure of it. Yes. Now they don't. I always thought that when you freeze something with liquid nitrogen, it stays frozen forever. You know, do you ever think about that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. You were confused that by Terminator happen. too. That's okay. Exactly. It comes back. Right. It just, it's just altered. It mm-hmm. comes back. It's not quite the same. So they, that's all that changes. molecular gastronomy stuff. Would you call me? Um, <laughs> you're in my house. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. That was very rude of me. That but was very yeah, rude. so we we had some liquid nitrogen hanging about, and you can actually, <laughs> as you can start. We were throwing we were throwing junk in it. We threw all sorts of stuff in there. Then you have to be very careful because you think, oh, liquid nitrogen's fun to play around with, and then you get it on your skin, and then your finger breaks off. So here's what you can do with liquid nitrogen that I learned. Okay, your hand is so hot compared to liquid nitrogen, it boils the liquid nitrogen right up next to your skin. For about a second. Uh-huh. And then your skin starts to lose heat. <laughs> then your but skin you can loses. actually dip your finger in liquid nitrogen yeah. real quick. It's not the magic that you see on the TV. Side note, do not dip your finger in liquid nitrogen. What about your penis? I am not promoting liquid nitrogen no. dipping. Yeah. Don't. No. Oh. Yeah, we're not promoting. Nathan Fillion said... I put a snotty Kleenex in there. That was, that was a neat one. Oh, what happened? Well, the Kleenex remained the same. And the snot, as you imagine, froze. <laughs> Did you throw it against the ground and destroy it? Uh, yeah, we stomped on it. That's it didn't, it didn't because it was all covered in Kleenex. So yeah, really smash. It was just all. Tough. So you stepped on your crunchy snot. Yeah, oh, crushing that's... roses in your hand. We did a lot of roses, a lot of flowers. That's what we got to do. We got to get ourselves some liquid nitrogen. Up this, broccoli this was very satisfying. Broccoli is great. Broccoli is yeah. satisfying. <laughs> Celery is probably pretty fun. Yeah, I, I, we didn't have that. Banana. Bananas. Banana. I think the bananas were the one in the physics in the physics class in high school that they they did where the professor yeah licked the banana and then psh, and then shattered it on the ground. You didn't dip it in chocolate and nuts before doing that, or no? Uh, well, no. that's a waste. It wasn't fun. I went to Catholic high school. All boys. <laughs> there weren't a, there weren't a ton of laughs. <laughs> um, I didn't. I, I don't know why I didn't know your background was improv theater. That's really awesome. It's something I don't like to talk about. I'm sorry. We don't want to delve too into the sore. Once you get a yes ending, it is impossible to stop. <laughs> we, did you guys do long form or was it short form games or what? Was uh, it, was it? Well, there was a couple different shows. There was there was a short form kind of a game show, 
Uh, that was a Friday night show, uh, and then every Monday night during uh, the season, there was a season for it, uh, was Dynasty, the live improvised soap opera. So it was a long-form soap opera that continued every week under a yearly theme, being small town, uh, spaceship, 1950s, Roman times, like it always, mm-hmm. a hockey team. It always changed every season, and then every fringe, it runs every night, but it's always about the fringe. It's mm-hmm. always characters surrounding the fringe. Oh, that's really cool. Did you ever do the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? I actually went there. The, the world premiere of Serenity, and we're back on that. That's great. <laughs> uh, was a, a, at the Edinburgh, uh, this, this film festival in Edinburgh, at the same time as the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. So I actually got to, I didn't actually get to see any plays. I was pretty busy, and we were only there for a couple days. But I got to go down and just catch the flavor of it. That's cool. It was neat. That's actually the catchphrase for the Edinburgh song. Catch, Catch the, the flavor. flavor. Catch the flavor. <laughs> Only, yeah, they say it with an accent. I've always thought it'd be fun. You know, someone, some people have said, oh, why don't you go? Have you ever done Edinburgh? Like, it is a fucking grind. Edinburgh is just a month. You have to be there like a month, really. Really? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be, but if you, but to make it work out financially, yeah, and, like, yeah. it helps. And, and there's, you know, there's just thousands of shows, and you it's like people flyering all the time and trying to get people in. That's the thing I noticed. In, in my hometown, if you put up a poster, it's it's the code of conduct. You can't put a poster over top of someone else's poster. Yeah. If you find a spot, Canadian that's your spot. But in, in Edinburgh, there's a, <laughs> a, a, a post that's maybe four feet around, but it's now it's 15 feet around because it's thick. It's literally yeah. thick with yeah. posters. And every day, people come and post anew. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. It's not working out, guys. That's why I'm not going to go to Edinburgh. So I'm not going to go to Edinburgh. Uh, do you do you miss doing improv or do you is it ever is it something you ever think that you would want to go back and do or uh, I when I do go back to Edmonton, I do go back and do the improv. I do go back and do the dynasty in the fringe if mm-hmm. it, when I'm not working. Yeah. Which lately it's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you got one of those crazy single camera schedules where they you they can work you. All right, tonight we're working twelve to ten tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. It's not like a fun sitcom schedule. <laughs> right. Bankers three yeah. weeks on, one week off. Exactly. No. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 grueling. It's grueling. That's the that's the that's the flip side. That's the price. How many episodes of Castle do you do a year? Is it twenty two or uh, twenty two is a regular order, and if you get one of those, it's great. Yeah. Sometimes you can get a thirteen order. Uh, we were a mid-season replacement, and everything was just kind of recovering from the, the writer's strike, yeah. the, the, the recession. Every, nobody was making any TV. Everybody got cut back to nine episodes for ABC. Uh, we got bumped up to ten after that as a show. We were enjoying your show. And that was nice. Uh, then season two, we got an episode order of 22, which changed to 24. Nice. And this year, same thing. We had an episode order of 24, and we're already picked up for season four, which is good news. Holy shit, that's great. That is such a a relief. Keep that pool heated, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's always always so nice, because you you always kind of have this feeling of... I mean, I just feel like being in in this business, there's just sort of a nomadic, like... All right, we're eating for now, but who knows what the winter will bring? Yeah. It is the it is the the nicest feeling in the world to know we're gonna be okay next year. We will be okay next year. Yeah, it's weird. It is a very different feeling. When I moved out to L.A., uh, I was from. I did three years on a soap in New York. I had five thousand dollars to my name, and I got a job on my last day of work. I got a job in L.A. doing a pilot. So they gave me a, a moving fee. Hmm. And I made money on the pilot itself. Got a couple extra jobs right away. 
and then I worked, went about almost I think ten months without working. Wow! Uh, uh. So right at the end there, I'm first of all the the the, the rejection. Mm-hmm. Just try to leave an audition with your dignity after almost a year of not getting a job. It, it's it really sours you. It really makes you doubt. Oh my God! I made a colossal error in judgment. Uh, I, I was paying my rent on credit for a couple of months, oh, wow. thinking, what am I going to do? I was waiting for a tax return to come back to save my ass. Oh, tell me about and, it. Um, so, so, and then everything turned around, and I've been steadily employed since, but I've never forgotten that feeling. No. Yeah. All I do now is plan and prepare, what, uh, and sock what, away. And what year did you come up to L.A.? 1997, January 28th. Oh, we just oh. passed your anniversary. We just yeah. hit the old 14-year anniversary. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Jeez. Love it goes by fast, nice. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> too fast. Yeah. It sails by. It's yeah. my 10th year. It's fucking feels like two. Those, those those periods, I mean, it's. I think they're 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 good for character building if you can if you can survive them. Agreed. But um, you know, I I I think that part of the reason why, because sometimes when people you you seem like a really level-headed guy. I seem that way. It's all the drugs. That's <laughs> <laughs> those cookies. <laughs> but you know, you see some people like they 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 hit it big. They hit it really big, and then of course just fucking lose their minds. And I and I I think my part of my theory behind that is that we get so used to rejection that it becomes like an abusive relationship. And so when you finally are not rejected, you don't know how to handle it because it is outside of what you are used to. That, that's fair. I also think, too, when success comes uh, early and, and quickly, that people are under the impression that this is easy mm-hmm. and that it'll always be like that. Yeah. And I think that's a dangerous way to perceive the industry yeah because that is not how it goes there's there's a, a lucky few the, the percentage is very small of people who bust into this start succeeding and continue succeeding yeah yeah i i, I sort of had that because i i started working right out of college <laughs> and i i totally took it for granted and then of course you know i had a good few years where there it was there was just nothing. Yeah. I don't know how I'm still alive, to be honest and, with and you. And no fault of your own. You're still the same guy. You still got the same kind of talent. It's just whatever that, the timing, the the economy, yeah, yeah, just uh, happenstances, the the strike, that, that got a lot of people, man. That, that it really did. Got a lot of people. Yeah. But I also think that if you, I think, I mean, I guess this is true in any business, but particularly this one, if you can just find a way to stick it out you're already going to be ahead of so many people who... Really? <laughs> okay. Stay in the game, I will. Nathan. I will. It's going to be okay. <sighs> Things are very oh. dire right now. I wish I could believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything points to the contrary. <laughs> so I mean, how... In comedy, we see that a lot, though. People just going, eh, it hasn't really been working out. I'm going to move back. I'm gonna not, I won't stop doing comedy, but I'm going to move back to Minnesota. Yeah. No. You know. It's bad. Well, actually, yeah. you know, if you want to be a touring comic, it makes a lot of sense to just move to the Midwest somewhere where you can hit a lot of mm. markets. Yeah, that's true. You can drive more. Yeah. Some place where you can live cheaper. Some place where yeah. you can live cheaper and still, and you know, I mean, coming to L.A. or New York is a pretty specific kind of... I forget of, how expensive it is to live out in here in Los Angeles until I someone tells me, oh, I, I just moved here from Texas. And oh, I was, oh, how was it? Oh, we had an apartment that was like seven rooms for $375. And everyone else lives in houses. Yeah. You rent a house for 500 bucks. Yeah. But with, but you know, like with the pilot you got, 
it always sounds like you're making a lot of money in this business until you realize, oh, okay, well, taxes are going to take about 50% of this mm-hmm. because this is an enormous chunk of money at once. Mm-hmm. Agents, manager, I mean, you're walking away with like maybe 20, 20%, yeah. 25%, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then that 20 or 25% has to keep you alive for that's the last time and and what people don't understand too is that producers are holding all the cards and now they're doing this thing where they'll say we'll give you half your pilot fee if it gets picked up you get the rest if it doesn't yeah it's only half they're calling it a pilot presentation well, now well wait a second wait a second wait a second but yet I'm in your pilot so I'm locked into your deal so I can't go work elsewhere no. to make up the money that you just took out of my mouth that's right yeah. what are you going to do about it yeah, exactly. That's what we're all doing now, and that's what they do. They they agree across the board. Let's hump them like this. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you can do is start a podcast. Guys, guys, hey, Paramount, Paramount. Hey, we just found a new way to fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. This is great. You're gonna love it. Have uh, you told anyone? Yeah. Well, do it. Tell I'll them. Tell everybody. Just everyone on the fuck them retreat where oh, we try yeah. to come up with innovative ways to fuck people. Oh. <laughs> that's a good retreat. Good retreat. <laughs> But, you know, ultimately... Fuck you on the registration fee, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it, it, is, it is brutal, especially because it's so interesting that a business that revolved... I mean, we all think, we all, because we're performers and artists, we all think, it's a creative business. And it's not. It is an, it is an advertising business, and it's a commercial business. It's a business. And it's art is meeting yeah. finance. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly yeah. what it is. So, you know, if you watch a show and you're like, eh, this show's terrible, this isn't... This isn't the way I would do it. No, of course not, because it's a network, and their tr- their their only goal is to make money. Which was why uh, Doctor Horrible's sing along blog was Genius. such an incredibly different experience because it was born of the writer strike, mm-hmm. something we were going to do for StrikeTV.net, and by the time it got to a point where all right, we're going to start filming this thing, the writer strike had just ended, but Joss financed this thing by himself and said, "Here's how we're going to do it." We're going to make this piece. Everybody's going to pitch in. And at the end, we all own it. It was the shortest contract I've ever signed. It was mm-hmm. less than a third of a page. Oh, wow. It, it was brilliant. It's like, why isn't business like that? And also, probably when you look back, I'm guessing probably one of the favorite things you've ever done. It took six days. <laughs> it took six days of hanging out and and I didn't even work every day so but it was a six day shoot of hanging out with all your friends so imagine just getting all your friends together and doing something you all love to do and knowing that you, you've got something fun and you're having a great time and, and it's yours it's all yours there's no one else in charge there's no one telling you what to do does it? Does he have to be a doctor? <laughs> None of that going on. It's off-putting, I think. Yeah. It's a little Sing weird. Along, I right. want it to be more layman. So no music. Right. Like the the big picture is one of my favorite movies. Maybe you could own a time. department store. Yeah. Did you ever, ever see the ages big... ago? Uh, yeah. yeah, the TV yeah, set is also a movie like the that. the TV set is another yeah, movie exactly like that. Uh, that, that. That's exactly what happens. Why does it have to be? I don't know because it just is. Can we just make the thing? You're getting in the way. We just yeah. want to make our fucking thing and just make it fun. Who was it? Uh, Brandon Tartikoff? Who said, uh, you know, there are people who say the glass is half empty, there are people who say the glass is half full, and a TV producer will say, does it have to be a glass? (laughs) 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 I wrote my my first script. I wrote wrote a pilot. I was very excited about it. It was a buddy comedy for me and Alan Tudyk to do. Oh, nice. I was super excited about it. It was... uh, 
this guy who uh, you know suffered through uh, the terrible economy, lost his family business, uh, his his wife got up and divorced him when when the finances dried up, and he was left with nothing. And people coming to repo his stuff. And he was thinking, you know what? So long as there's guys, losers like me, there's always going to be guys like that who are employed. These repo guys. There's suckers everywhere mm-hmm. who who are falling into what I've fallen into, and I could that could be. And so he has this miscreant ne'er do well brother who's always bailing out of trouble. Who he goes and gets his help because his brother's a con artist. He's always conning people out of something. So now they con people. There's not big beefy guys who will give me your car. Mm-hmm. They trick people out of their cars. They trick people out of their. <laughs> <laughs> they're con repo men. Right? So they dress up like uh, valets. You know? And they're just having a chat, having a chat. Some guy gives them the keys. They get in the car. They drive away. They got the car. Um, I handed it over to uh, my manager. And he read it, and he called me back. And I said, "So, what did you think of the pilot? First thing I've ever written, mind you. I didn't, I didn't say this out loud, but let's just set the, set the stage. Mm-hmm. First thing I've ever written, first guy I've ever handed it to. He goes, "What if oh. they were thieves and caught caught by the police and were forced to work for the police?" Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, "What if?" <laughs> You go write your own fucking pilot <laughs> and tell me what you thought of this one. Uh, I'm so upset. I gotta be so honest, horrible. I didn't read it. What? Yeah. <laughs> I got busy. I was just trying to throw something out there. Well, this isn't Reddit. Wrote some notes. What was the name? What was the name of the show? I called the Beeple Brothers. God nice. damn it! And did so? Did nothing ever happen with it? Because mm. it, I actually pitched it and sold it to ABC. Um, that was a harrowing, terrible experience that I'll, I'll never... Because you go through that <laughs> stuff where... We know we learned this about him, but can we learn it about him let's, let's, uh, earlier on? I know we eventually learn, and, and we find out through this experience that this is their relationship. But what if we knew that earlier on? And you know what? It's just feeling a little top-heavy. <laughs> Everything seems to happen at the beginning. Jonas kind of That's, like, that's <laughs> the frustrating part. On, on top of that, and I have to be fair, they do have... A lot of very good notes. There's a lot of things going on. Saying, ah, you know what? You're right, and I, I'm kind of married to it in a little bit because it's my creation. Yeah. But you're absolutely right about that part, and that does need to change, and and, and it'll be a better show for it. But then you get these kind of these self-contradicting notes that you think now you're just talking, mm-hmm. yeah, and you turn stuff in, and, and they go, hmm, why did you do this? Because you asked me to do it. To do it. You, you wrote. It's look, you, This is your handwriting. You spent time. You yeah, there was, there was one time I got notes and I uh, emailed the uh, EP back saying, did you give me notes just to give me notes? Like, that's what I was, I was concerned. I was like, did you, for the sake of giving notes, is that the only reason you said any of the stuff? He was like, eh, kind of, you know, you can do it, you can make it whenever you want. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you called them on it, nice. But yeah. see, that's why, that's why there's so much great, uh, I mean, I, you know, I will say there, there are better shows on network television than I think we've had for quite a while. But, uh, but I also think that there are so many amazing cable shows right now because companies are just letting, you know, like Sorry. FX just Sorry get, <laughs> get out of the way, man. It's all right. We're FX just hands Louis C.K. a pile of money and goes, here, go make your show. Just turn it in when you're done. And he goes and makes the show he wants to make. wonder what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd almost be horrifying, actually. Like, what do you mean? You're not gonna. You're, you're just ready to flinch. <laughs> you and your abusive relationship yeah. again. It's like yeah, yeah. you're like a rescue dog. <laughs> you're like a rescue dog that just bites someone every time they lift their hand because you just have these horrible memories imprinted on you. You can't help it. Oh man. It's uh, what other pilot have you worked on? Any pilots that you? What are a couple of pilots that you worked on? Like maybe good or bad or. I worked up my, my first job when I uh, moved to LA was called Seven O Eight. It was the Seven O Eight train. 
uh, from Jersey to uh, Manhattan and the commuters that would meet on the train going to, back and forth to work every day. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Had a good time. But it didn't go. Didn't go. <laughs> didn't go. Did you think, did you, were, was that, that was your first one? We were being groomed to be, uh, to follow friends and they were thinking when, when friends, uh, you know, friends can't last forever. So when it eventually dies, which it we never didn't. did. Really? <laughs> it never did. It was an incredible show. But we were going to be the 8.30 show that followed Friends. And there was an argument over ownership. Well, we, if we could put it on our network. We want to own it. No way. It's our show. Well, then we're not going to air it. Okay, sit down with you. It's over. What? Uh, what? Whoa, whoa. But my dreams. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I had plans. And rent. <laughs> now we don't worry about that. Yeah, the pilot that I did with Tudic was was produced by um, the Friends producers, yeah. and it was they, it was another net. I think it might have been ABC, maybe, but you know, it was the same kind of thing. Like, well, Friends. I mean, this is like the year two thousand, maybe. Like, Friends. You know, it, they're it's sort of you know pulling the producers away from Friends when they're done with that show, and then do this show on this other network. So naturally, we all thought it was going to go. It was like Tudic and Kathy Moriarty and Dan Hedaya and Leslie Ooh. Ann Warren. Like, it was an insane... David Bright and Marta Kaufman. Yep, yep. yep. Right, yeah, Kevin Bright directed yeah, it. And so, so you always, you know, like, you get on a show, and I'm sure you got on your show, and you were like, oh, my God, it's, of course this is going to go. Look who's, of course it's going to go. And everybody telling you, it's a shit thing. Kiss of death. It's a shit <laughs> Take thing. Take heed, my friend. <laughs> Kiss of death. Yeah. If anyone it was a good ever... lesson, a good lesson to learn my, my, my first... Shot out, and how how it's hard? It's a sure thing. It's absolutely gonna Five happen. Five minutes later, it's done. <laughs> Five minutes. It's later. sure that it's not going any further. It's a sure. Hang on. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind what I said. No, you can't. Wait. Good. <laughs> no, <laughs> not gonna. It's not good for you. Yeah. Uh, oh. Do you ever have those auditions where how they? How far away is that? <laughs> 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 you ever read those, uh, those auditions where you, you go in and then your one of your representatives or the casting person even tells you like, I just want to tell you you are perfect for this. <laughs> I want you to kiss it. Good night. Yeah. Well, that's it. This isn't going any further. Mm. Do you still? You don't. Do you still have to audition for stuff? Oh yeah. You do. Oh yeah, I believe it. Really? I, I get offered things. Yeah. But for the most part, things you wouldn't want to do. Right. <laughs> right. That's why they're offering it to you. Uh, Nathan, I'm making this thing, and you'd be great. I get that a lot. Another <laughs> offer. I get that a lot. Actually, I have a friend, every time I do a new project, uh, I'll get a letter from him uh, under the pen name Phil A. Shio. Okay. Asking, <laughs> asking me to do the gay porn version of whatever project I'm doing. That's His most inspired work was uh, when I got Serenity, and he described this show... Called Sir Enter Me. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, does he take the time? Does he just do? Is it just oh, like a picture? Is it a full script? It's, well, not a full script. No, he doesn't do it. But he he'll, he'll do the, the log line and uh, you know. And just thinking maybe one day he'll be like, I am. Uh, you know, this is the one that made that tipped it. <laughs> this is the one. Billion for gay porn. <laughs> I, well, I have to admit oh, that come on, guys. we've all done it. <laughs> you got to make ends meet. I have to admit that uh, I, I just watched Crazy Heart the other night for the first time, and I had hoped. Which have you seen it? Uh huh. Jeff Bridges, great. It's a fucking oh. great movie. Okay. Um, but uh, he's a you know he's sort of like a washed up country singer. It's a redemption movie, 
every time he opened his mouth to sing, like he would go to shitty bars and play as this country legend, I just wanted him to go, Take my life, take my <laughs> land, take my world, never stand. It's got a little place in your heart, you're saying. That, that, the theme song to Firefly has a little place in my heart. Didn't Joss write that? Yeah, he sure did. That's fantastic. He sure did. He's a talented fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was writing, I heard he was, there were days where he was, he was writing Buffy, Angel, and Firefly all at, just at the same time. And adeptly. Yeah. Fucking jerk. Right? Why, why? Why has he got all the talent? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. He just does. <laughs> Some people do, Matthew. All right, fair enough. Okay. Uh, what's, is, is Joss has been working on the, uh, the Avengers right Avengers, now. Yeah. That better be good. It probably will be. Right? Yeah. The Avengers? Well, if, if if they let Joss do what he does best, it'll be great. I think I think yeah. we're gonna find it a very satisfying piece. Right. If people if people get in and, and start like what if we they start noting it to death, then it could be a, a problem. But I feel like Joss is at a point where he probably wouldn't have taken the job if he. What if Spider Man has a dance scene? There's always that. Dance he probably couldn't. He probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He probably wouldn't have taken what if the he job. has three dance scenes too many? <laughs> Wait a second, I like where you're going with We're going to take your idea and make it worse. What do you think of that? <laughs> Let's roll with this. I don't not like it. <laughs> I don't love it. Dude, it must have been surprising when, you know, you're, you're, so you're, you're shooting Firefly and what did you have a sense that people were watching when you were making the show or... Did that? Did you not get that sense? Yeah, until we had we, well, we had the interweb, so there was a, a message board, and you could see people kind of weighing in, and uh, and you, you knew people were enjoying it, uh, so you had a sense that you were doing a good job, but it didn't really hit home until I mean, well, now it's it's ten years later, in still, is it people, Jesus Christ? It's nine, ten years, n- nine, it's yeah, close nine, enough. I guess when we started, it. I guess close enough to a decade. We're getting I've older. Never had anything I've ever done have legs like that freaking program, and it's good. And when people talk about it, they'll go, "Hey, you're that dude." <laughs> no, they're, they're sensible and they're, they're they say things that are poignant, and they say, "Hey, you know what? This affected me, and here's why." And it's it's a well plotted thought, and it's well argued, and just they love it. And then they say, "Why did it get canceled?" Right. And then they say, "Is there going to be more?" Mm-hmm. That's actually a guarantee. I can always can. And then they say, "We're going to help you raise three hundred million dollars." Yeah. So that's a new one. Series. That's a new one. I like that. That's the amount it takes to. Well, a lot of people tweeted at me and said, "Make sure Nathan knows about that. We're trying to raise this money." And I just want to say to them, guys, don't tell polite nerds to give money to this cause because they will, oh, and they they, they can spend their money in in yeah, you know like don't. to feed their families and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Nathan's not going to buy Firefly. Uh, the only, I, I will if I win $300 million on the lottery, but that's the only way. Right. Oh, don't send me lottery tickets either. Which, <laughs> which actually, I'll say this. I got a package from California Lottery. Oh. With a, a lottery shoulder bag, a, a Frisbee, a beach ball, a T-shirt, a coffee mug, and a card saying, good luck, and then two free quick pick coupons oh my um, god that's so someone man, the things you get when you're that is amazing <laughs> it's a good luck it was signed it was anonymous signed california lottery now someone a brown coat at the california that that warms my heart right? amazing they're everywhere what would be really incredible is because no no one like famous has ever won the lottery i don't think they play 
No, I know, but okay, if you'd that... be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if that happened, that would be so hilarious. Yeah. If someone who was like everyone perceived as like, oh, that guy's working it. It's like it's like Mr. Burns winning the uh, yeah. like Mr. Burns winning the lottery. The best part would be if they just kept the money. It's like, oh, well, you don't really need it. You're gonna give it to them? No, no, it's my money. No, oh, I was I didn't. Yeah. I you said, fair you, said, square. you said you were going to buy... Yeah, well, I'm too rich now to give a fuck about what you <laughs> think, so... How'd you get this close to me? <laughs> Remember how rich <laughs> I was before? Surprised you haven't shot yet, because <laughs> I have snipers in, in a triangulation. <laughs> Remember how rich I was before? Yeah, even more so. <laughs> <laughs> There's rich... Like Dave Chappelle's... You know what? I went lump sum. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, can I see your phone for a second? Sure. sure. This is... Something you'll learn about me is I'm a little bit... There we go. This is better. There we go. You put a case on Jonah's phone? Yeah, I had to. I can't see a bare phone. What's that? Oh. Like a, what? I can't see a bare phone. What's wrong with a bare phone? <laughs> Grip of death, man. That's true, man. <laughs> That's Come true. on, man. Don't you want your antenna to work? It's very what true. If you drop it? What if you drop it? <laughs> what if I did? Why is my voice so high? <laughs> I don't understand. It's a spec case. You just got specced. You got specked. specked. I just got specked, right? I got specked for you. Nice case. I got a, I got a bare else. phone. Oh, no. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you're actually giving us... <laughs> what a delightful gentleman. He's actually going to get a case for my phone. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably going to take this off right when I get in the car. No. No, no, no. Keep it on, Jonah. Really but I don't, I don't like having the case Jonah, off. he's going to know about no, it. No, I'll take it, but I won't. I won't keep it All right, he's coming back. Hey, man. <laughs> oh, my God. A, ca- a case. Wow. Thank you. I got to say, and they're oh, not so funny. They're not paying me. Yet. But uh, please play us. Spec makes... My favorite iPhone case. It's very nice. Not oh, too bad. I just gave you one that's not spec. Oh, this one's. Oh, okay. Great. Here we go. Do you want this one? Do you like the spec one? Well, I'm, I'm good now. Well, do you want to try this? To feel it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow, guys. No. no, I'm gonna go with this one. Okay. I don't like the rubbery uh, iPhone cases because it's hard to slip out of my pocket. It'll pull your pocket inside out. Yeah, exactly. These ones you can just kind of. You have to make that noise. All right. Thanks for the case. Yeah, this thank is you. Great. Mm-hmm. It finally pan- panned out to do a podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about it for a while, and listen, I, I'm a super low-pressure kind of guy, so I hate bugging people about stuff, but I but I also really wanted to get you on, so every once in a while I would know. Oh, so. you, didn't, you didn't bug me. I, I, the thing is, with my schedule, I have to be kept reminded. I'm also very forgetful. Mm-hmm. Pony kicked as a child. Oh! Yeah, that's what happened. But you already told that story. <laughs> sounded oh, like a that sounded like a lie. Like, Did I yeah, say that that's part? what happened. Did I say the part about now I can't say the letter? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you were, you were very kind to uh, you were very kind to relent, and then the you did Kevin Pollock's show too. I did. How he is great. Two hours we talked. Yeah, yeah. I we're not going to go two hours. I'm glad I didn't know that going into it because I'm not that, that interesting. <laughs> I really don't have enough to say. Yeah, I, 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 when I did Pollock's show, it was, we, it was like two and a half hours, and I said, uh, so yeah, you know, we just edit it down. He was like, we don't do that. Like, oh, oh, okay. And that guy, he did his homework, man. He had stuff that I didn't... What? He's very professional. Did you go through my garbage? <laughs> he said... He said uh, I saw this bill from AT&T. Uh. <laughs> no, but notice, uh, you could probably save a little money if you got on a different plan. For your minutes. You see, look at all these rollover minutes. <laughs> you don't need call, those. Who are you calling in 714? Just wondering. <laughs> if you see Sam Levine rooting through your garbage out there. <laughs> <laughs> Feral Sam Levine. <laughs> Feral Sam Levine. 
Let's see if uh, should we add, should we see if Twitter has any questions? That should for be an you? internet oh. meme. Are we live right now? Girls. No, no, no. no. Jesus, that would be terrifying. No, but I, I can I can send out a little. I'll do the same. Uh, podcast questions for Nathan. I'll probably cut out the part where I'm asking for the tweet. Podcasting him now. You think you're gonna get a response that fast? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could take a couple of weeks. Uh, we got to <laughs> scribble these down on the... Yeah. Hold on, man. Pony Slowly Express. Roll. All right, slow down. So... Are you, Nathan, are you tweeting? Anyone got questions for me? <laughs> what do you want to know about me? Yeah. What do you fuckers want to know? You'll find out in a couple of weeks when this thing I'm doing right now. <laughs> uh, well, the, the, the original te- uh, tweet I sent out was doing podcasts with that Nerdist... Fingers crossed not to blow it. <laughs> You're gonna be fine. I don't think I have a signal in here because I have an iPhone that doesn't like to make calls or. I got three bars, friend. Do you? On the three G. Wow. I don't. Someone took your tower spot. Yeah, there's only so many tower spots. Now I got two. Ooh. Back the fuck off my tower. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> This is the. I'll snip this part out okay. where, where we're looking at tweets. Uh, okay, good because this is this is weird. Oh, mm-hmm. saved his draft. Error posting message. Now I have zero signal. Here, let me hit send over here. What? I'll put it by the window. I'll hit send. Okay. Will you come to Australia at all? <laughs> uh, I was there. I was there. I did two cons in Australia. One in Melbourne. One in Sydney. We had a lot of fun. They were very small and intimate. Uh, here's what I here's what I like about the Australians. And the English, they all did this. When you said, uh, hi, nice to meet you, they'd say, and you, <laughs> in this lovely little sing-song. And oh, it was a, and you. And you. It was so beautiful. It's like, they're, oh, they're, it's, a, they're upbeat and lilty. Yeah, they've got a, such a nice cadence to everything they say. They, I just love their, just their you, vocabulary. Have you been to New Zealand? No. I would love to go to New Zealand. It seems gorgeous. Will you go to New Zealand with me? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I asks, question, why are you so awesome? Well, it was. I was going to get to that. I'd say it's thirty percent attitude, seventy mm-hmm. percent hair. <laughs> you do have a gorgeous set of hair. But but the thirty percent that's attitude makes the seven makes the hair happen, which then provides the seventy you know, percent. Here's what I've learned: don't fight the hair. The no. hair's going to do what the hair's going to do. Yeah, embrace it. All right, that's what I got to do. I don't and know what also to do with a hair piece. I got this subject ready. Ready? Watch this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, he is bald as a pool cue. Right? Physical good, comedy good always business. works on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to do like a little play-by-play on that. Yeah. At um, this juncture. Did you ever do stand-up? No, that kind of terrifies me. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think, you, I think you'd be great. That terrifies me. You know what I really enjoy? When you go to these sci-fi conventions, they have they hold a panel. Yeah. So you sit up at a table with a microphone, usually with other people in the yeah. cast. Uh, Alan Tudyk is a great one to do with Jules. Anybody on the show, it's great to do it with. Uh, and then people fire questions at you, and you can you can just riff forever. Yeah. We could do it. I could do that forever. I could. I'd love. I love that. And I also love seeing where people are at. You know, as far as um, I've saved up all year to come to this convention. I have. I've been standing in line. I have this opportunity to ask you one question. And here it is. It's like, what's on your mind? Like, I want to know. What's where's that guy sitting? <laughs> but it's also it's also tough because uh, 
when when people are put on the spot like that because they've saved up all year. That is that is a pressure cooker situation. A little bit pressure cooker. Oh, some yeah, people get a little excited, but you know you 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 can talk to people and relax and talk them down off the edge and say everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, people. There are a lot of people who, like I said, Firefly has been a particular kind of experience for me where people are 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 a very thoughtful kind of a fan, mm-hmm. very intelligent, clever, thoughtful kind of fans. I said, <laughs> my favorite fan encounter. I said on when we were doing Firefly and we got canceled. I went on the message board and said, "Look, we're all heartbroken. I really was. <laughs> but if you ever see me on the street, don't come up to me and go, oh, I can't believe it's canceled.' Until I can relive this thing. Right. Just if you see me, just stop, nod, and say, <laughs> Captain. <laughs> I don't know. I'll know you mean all that other stuff. I'll know that that's what you mean. That whole thing. I wrote this whole thing. And naturally, people I'll do know that. That's what you mean. And I've met people who see me and they had that look of, hey, you hear that? And they immediately calm themselves, Captain. <laughs> and I love it. That's great. I'll be, and I'll be on a date and look, and with someone who doesn't know what, that, that piece of work of mine, and they'll say, what was that about? I'll say, I, I have no idea. <laughs> or, I used to be in the military. That makes you very, makes you very mysterious. What? I work for the CIA. I'm a spy. I can't mm-hmm. talk about it. It's about a war. You've never heard of it. I've poisoned your risotto. Yeah, I can't get this tweet to go through, so I can't. Uh... I got a. Oh, here, let me let me put you on the wireless. Oh, you got a little wireless network. Why don't you uh, read some questions off mine there? Okay. And I'll get yours in there. Okay, great. Thank you. We'll, we'll do you next. Oh, thank you. I already got the case. I'm doing pretty good. All right, this is from at Just Wise. A question for Mr. Fillion: If you had your choice of superhero films to star in, which would you choose, and why? Uh, I've said this before, and I'll say it. This is what I'll say it again. It's uh. Because they're all getting snatched up, Mm -hmm. right? All the good ones, they're all getting snatched up. So I figure, greatest American hero. Yes! Dude! Oh my God, that's crazy you say that. He just had a nerd heart attack. Wouldn't that be great? In the year 2000, I decided... In the year 2000! In the distant future of 2000... (laughs) I, I told my manager at the time I want to acquire the right the right I want to write a script for Greatest American Hero. Uh-huh. It has to happen. It has to happen. Have you been playing with it in your mind, like things you know you would? I've what played you about do? it in my mind, but it'll never happen because um, they've been trying to make that movie for decades. And even in the year two thousand, there had been a bunch of versions of the script floating around. Um, one of them, one of the versions was that uh, there are a number of suits that those aliens pass out around the world, and so rather than following Ralph Hinckley, it actually just followed like a bunch of different people with their suits. Actually, you just gave me an idea. Now I'm going to write this movie, and it's going to be just that that they distributed a couple of suits, <laughs> but one guy went sour. That would be fine. And you have to fight the sour guy. Oh my God! Listen, I you look. You and I are both. You're busy. I bet you're busier than I am. But if you ever want to write a greatest American hero movie, I am way all over it. Right. I would l- fucking love that. That movie. Well, Stephen Cannell used to come. God rest his soul. Used to come to Castle and be one of my poker buddies. Being he's a, a prolific author as well as making all the television shows that were all the greatest shows of right. all time ever. So I would always be like nudging him. So, so uh, greatest American hero. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody do with anything with that right now? Because. Uh, this guy. Uh-huh. I, think, uh-huh. I think you should have you you should have played poker for the rights to Greatest American Hero. I would have lost that game. Oh, was he good? That right now. Was he good? Terrible poker. Here's my problem playing poker. I always play cards I don't have. Mm. It's like I'll make him pretend I got a whole fat, a hand of aces. That's what I'll make. I'll, I'll bluff. I'm holding aces, everybody. This guy doesn't I'll know bluff. You can't have five aces. What and, is then, this? <laughs> and then uh, everybody's holding aces except for me. Huh? 
that that's a fantastic idea. There was a great before Ryan Reynolds got put into uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern, someone made a really fantastic trailer Green with you. Trailer, yes. And uh, and I I thought I thought you know, <coughs> they should have been Green Lantern personally. Agreed. Yeah, but I think he's Ryan's going to do a fine job. I think he's going to do a fine job. There's a guy with chops, and 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 the superhero build. Yeah, the yeah. guy. The guy's built like a goddamn. You know what that costume is? I think really. I'm looking at the. Did you see the trailer? No. Oh yes, I did see the trailer. Yeah. He's standing it. there naked. Oh. He's standing there naked, and they CGI'd a costume over top of that man. <laughs> they, <laughs> they did. They did CGI. There, there's, a costume an, on there's no costume that's going to be as good as what we're looking at. This he's magnificent just got, fucking uh, man. When they shot it, he just had dots on him. Right. Yeah. He's, it. he's fucking. Yeah, that guy's and a sock. <laughs> right over the wiener. Tube sock. Um. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, here I'm getting a bunch of help, Nathan, by Firefly. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the Uncharted movie casting? Says the at, at the Night Angel. You, you know, I I would love to have an Indiana Jones for, for me. Mm-hmm. I, that's one of my you know heroes of greatest heroes yeah. of all time. Uh, you can't fault a man for working with somebody he's a worked with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, B. Mark Wahlberg, I think I think that's a talented guy. Yeah, I think he does great work. That guy, um, and he's a, he's a major, huge international star, mm-hmm. uh, which I am not. I am not. I will be. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know who I plan to be? The Philian <laughs> army is growing. So uh, you know, sure, I would have loved it, but. I, I can't fault anybody for any of the choices they make. Come on, you're gonna make a movie, make it the way you want to make it, and have a great time. Do you, uh, from at Karina GW, do you have as much influence on Castle scripts as it seems? Is there improv on the? Do, they, do you let you improvise at all on the show and fuck around? We do. We do do a little improv. We do screw around a little. We uh, sometimes something will just happen, and and we'll run with it. Sometimes we plan little bits. Uh, Typically, at the end of a scene, mm-hmm. where they can cut it out, if if, if need be, but uh, yeah, we horse around. We horse around a lot. Well, you're you're, you're you're the type of show you do is also very plot driven, so you kind of there is important information that has to get out in every episode. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's there's a there's a story that needs to be serviced, but at the same time, there are character traits that everybody is is now steeped in. Everybody mm-hmm. knows their character forwards and backwards. So if there's a situation that arises, well, my character would do this and your character would do that, the combination of the two, actually, this is what would be going on, things become funny and seemingly uh, more realistic Yeah. as far as, just because it's living, breathing now. I mean, there's the script, which is, they're great, by the way, we, we're very fortunate. And then it, it comes in and there's a, there's a real life that kind of takes it as well. Do you think improv is the football of comedy in terms of that uh, it's like, oh, you got to play football because it's a team sport. And, imp- and like I- improv is a very much a team sport creatively. I'll tell you, for me, because I don't, I don't know a lot about football. I don't either. I'll tell you this. For me, improv was incredibly important because it taught me the value of failure. Because there's a lot of opportunities to fail doing improv. You're up on stage. You have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea if it's going to be good or not good. You're counting on the people around you. You have to listen. You have to react instead of act. And there's a lot of failure involved, and you have that fear, that nervousness of, I might fail. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with that. Uh, you go in as an actor, your job as an actor is not so much acting as it is auditioning. Yeah, it is. And I, how do you get around that? I, I'm just, I'm not a great auditioner. I'm fine if you can get me on a set. 
but I just I I just get so like tight ass when I get in auditions. I just it's so uncomfortable and artificial. Here's my secret: I go into an audition playing the character of Nathan Fillion, professional actor. Mm-hmm. They're never going to know the real me in the five to six minutes I spend in their office. It's already a goofy situation as far as I'll sit in this chair, you guys all sit in that side of the room, point a camera at me, and we'll all pretend that we're actually driving in a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that? It's a goofy situation. So you got to kind of erase all that. Understand, this is my job. I'm, I, ha- I have a way of bringing life to this story. So let me show you the kind of life I can bring to this story. Let me show you that if you have an idea, you can direct me and I can take direction. Let me show you that if you actually hire me, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> and this, these are your opportunities in an audition to, sh- to show those things. So I go in there saying, hi, I'm Nathan Fillion. I'm a professional actor. I'm not nervous, nor am I trying to be your best friend. Uh, I'm not making jokes because I'm nervous. I'm not uh, unpresent. Not not un unpresent. <laughs> I'm not not present. Not yeah. not present. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes, I am present. present. There you I go. There we there. go. Because I you know because I've seen this. If if you here's a great thing. If you ever get a chance to read against people, mm-hmm. you know a casting director say I'd like to come in and be a reader for a day. Do it because it's a fantastic lesson in. What not to do? Oh, yo! Oh, you mean to actually go in and okay? I got you. Be there like the casting assistant. Yeah, sit behind the camera and read with all the actors and actresses that come in because you will see colossal, colossal errors in judgment. Why? Oh, why did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't dress the part. That's not a good idea. Don't dress the part. Yeah, yeah. If you're playing a general, don't come in in a general costume. Yeah, Like, like just there's 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 opportunities where you can. There's opportunity. I heard a story about a guy who brought a gun to an audition Jesus Christ because the character pulls a gun and he thought this would be great and it was not great no that's not great it's not great they're not thinking that's the guy I want guys we don't even have to buy a gun he He brings brings his own gun gun. yeah so that's a it's it's a fantastic I think way of of at least knowing uh, you know what and and also being party to the discussion when the actor is left Mm -hmm. as to what kinds of things matter and what what kind of things do matter (laughs) Uh, he couldn't stop shaking Right. He's so incredibly nervous. He's so inside. He couldn't relax enough just to do the job. Like, I, I, how can you hire this guy when you can't count? I need to count on somebody. Yeah. I need someone to come in here relaxed. If you make, if a producer makes a joke and, and, it, and, it, and it breezes past a person, they don't understand it's a joke and they're taking it seriously. Take it easy. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> come on. He said it in a goofy voice, so that's how you know it's not serious. Yeah. You don't, don't talk like that. It's a joke. So, um, yeah, you just... And it's, a, and it's a thing. Nobody can tell you. Just relax. <laughs> you, you can't just relax. And if someone is telling you to just relax, it means you're not relaxed. And now that you're, you know you're not relaxed, and someone is telling you, I know you're not relaxed, you need to relax, it's really hard to relax. Yeah. So you got to you got to do it yourself. You got to come in there. You got to be relaxed. And you also, I think, you know, you just have to do it a lot. You just have to do it a lot because you you that's that's how you get comfortable. I got some hard hitting questions here for him. I got, can I do one first? Sure. Yeah, go. I got one here from uh, from Rylea at Rylea, mm-hmm. who's actually a friend of mine. Oh, nice. Boxers or briefs? If you've heard of uh, Team Unicorn, you've seen their Valentine video. They've, they've done a number of videos. They did a, a lightsaber beer commercial type thing. Oh, oh yeah. it's all these super hot gamer girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just the hottest girls you could imagine, and they're all into games and role-playing. Right? I saw your face. Damn I saw it. your face. Just made. It's great. So they can take over our brains. Brilliant. <laughs> boxers or briefs? And I think this is a trick question, because actually, 
Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. <laughs> Me too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the so, best. So comfy, no yeah. chafing. Yeah. It's great. It's perfect. Cool. The best. How many Land Before Times have there been? Three. Good. <laughs> Is that right? I don't, I don't know. That's just oh, someone's... They didn't say the answer. <laughs> uh, if an accident were to happen to Mark Wahlberg, would he play Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie? <laughs> oh, what was that question? <laughs> it's like... Was like uh, this Adam Dorsey, who's a regular at the Meltdown show, is yeah. uh, if an accident were to happen to Mark Wahlberg, would you play Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a, a related question. B2 Walton says, do you find the fan movements to get you cast in projects a help or a hurdle? <laughs> David Russell didn't seem amused. Yeah, that's something to think about when you're, when you're pushing. That, is, that's is, what I'm with Donald Glover. Am I burning bridges for this man? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened with Donald Glover when they wanted to get... Uh, there was a huge movement online to get him cast to play Spider-Man. Uh-huh. To the point where Sony was kind of like, can you please tell everyone to stop doing this? Because uh, it was, you know... Yeah, it's you. I mean, you logically think, oh, well, the studio is going to listen to the large number of fans. But what happens is the studio is going to do what the studio wants to do. and Yeah, it'll, it'll besmirch your reputation. Here's one. Simply Slither 2. Oh, Slither was so Slither, great! Slither was Thanks. great. That I was love, fantastic movie. Yeah, I love Slither. Thanks for that. Good oh my god, I, yeah, forgo- yeah, I so totally fun. forgot about that. that Such is- a perfect follow-up from the remake of Dawn of the Dead. That again. It's just so good. Slither was a spectacular movie. Mm, that was, fun, fun, must have been insane amounts of fun. It was super fun. Super fun. Um, and I'll say this right now. Thank you, Michael Rooker, for enduring the torture of those makeup sessions. <laughs> I bet. Being in those outfits, and at one point he was he was in this outfit all night, and and uh, it's it's the outfit is actually part of the house. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You're stuck. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, and he was he sat there. I he, don't know how. He was great in the uh, in the Walking Dead. I can't wait till this character oh, comes yeah. back. Oh yes, yeah, just so. It's a great program. Yeah, it's coming on DVD soon. The Walking Dead. Um, did you play? Did you play D and D at all? No. Okay. Someone at, uh, at uh, Ilo Rose twenty two asks if you were to play D anD D, what class would you choose? You would have to be chaotic good because that's the that's the Han Solo class. That's uh, the rep, it, that's the it, rebel class. Yeah, me. yeah. That's actually I think Malcolm Reynolds is used as an example of the chaotic good alignment in uh, online. Oh, cool. Uh, there was a, there is a there is a Firefly role playing type game, and there's a book you can get. And I remember looking at it, and when you come to the Malcolm Reynolds page, it tells you, you know, what he has for his strength, his strategy, his charisma, whatever <laughs> those different qualities might be, and there's a numerical value each to each one. And, oh, gosh, this would be a better story if I could remember what it was. There was, uh, there was a number for um, luck, I guess. It was like a negative number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what he does, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. Any plan you come up with, you've already got like a minus 20 going God damn it. <laughs> um, Doug Benson, comedian Doug Benson, says he met you once when you were on a date with Bonnie McFarlane. Bonnie McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh... I don't know who Bonnie McFarlane is. Are you sure they were on a date? That's or were they just... In a... fairness, Doug was hot. Yes. Or were they yeah, at neighboring yeah. tables? Who is Bonnie McFarlane? She She's is a comic. a comic now going out with a. She's married to Rich Voss, right? Yep. They have a kid. They have a, they have a child. Yeah. Uh, Kraft dinner or macaroni and cheese? Kraft. Kraft. That was from Jay Stacy. At Queen Geek Carrie wants to know what is the worst thing you've had to endure to get a role besides the audition process? Uh, yeah, auditioning. God. 
Um, is there anything on his Wikipedia page that isn't even remotely true? That happens to me a lot. My People, middle name. Your middle name? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure what else is on there, but my middle name I know is wrong. And on IMDb. I'm going to keep it a mystery. Um, <laughs> I like it. Uh, my audition for Firefly, they had me come in the room, audition, do two scenes. I left the room, they had me come in again. I left the room, they had me come in again. I left the room, they had me come in again. And I said, what is it that you are looking for that you're not seeing? And they said, well, every time you come in, we feel like you're doing it the same. I said, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you have a note? Do you, is there something different that you would like to see? Because nobody told me. They go, oh, yeah, we want this to be a little funnier. I said, done. Done. Just tell me. <laughs> see how simple the communication process is? Yeah. I can't guess. It's so- that was nerve-wracking because I kept having to go back in. But Neil McDonough was there, very talented actor. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, going up for the same role, and he said, "At least you're going back in." Yeah, but I always wonder. Which gave me perspective. You always uh, any everything that happens in auditions, you hyper dissect, and like, and so I always would think, does that mean that it's good, or that that it's bad? Maybe it, it, someone going in again, you know, like, because they'll call someone else out. You go, oh, he's going back in again. Does that mean <laughs> they really like them, or they're just trying to Wanna give them a tell second how much chance? They hate him? I've never met Bonnie McFarlane. Yeah, he must have been. He must have been. Maybe he met Jason Bateman. <laughs> Could have been. Uh, at Jade Gordon wants to know: Is it true this legend I've heard about you crashing Firefly LARP and demanding to play Kaylee? Crashing Firefly LARP? Imagine. Yeah, li- live action role playing. Like there was some sort of a live action. People were doing like a Renaissance fair, but with Firefly sort of thing. Oh yes, yes. At a, at a gaming convention, I sat down at a table with some people. And uh, it, that, that probably happened. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like something I would do. All right, people want to know about uh, Doctor Horrible sequels. Can you do a Doctor Horrible sequel, or do you feel like ah, we did it, we did it once, and there's there's no point to doing it anymore? It's perfect the way it is, kind of thing. Or would you want to do more? Would I want to? Yeah, yeah, I'd want to. But do more just... Firefly? No, 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 more uh, Doctor Horrible. Oh, that. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would love to do that. I would love to do that. That's another project where it's just, you know, you do something that's near and dear to your heart and you just, it, it, it resonates with people. Here's my rule of thumb. If Joss Whedon says, we want to do this thing, you just say, yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. Maybe sometimes it's picking him up from the airport or helping him move. That's <laughs> you want to take his pay. cleaning down? You fucking take his cleaning down. Pay. Well, some asshole said, I'm pretty sure anyone who follows you also follows Chris. No need to tweet the same thing as him. Well, fuck you, Rick James. <laughs> block him. Block him. Rick James? That's what his, uh, that's what his little block tag him. there is. Is his Twitter name really Rick James? Wait, why you gotta be a hater? Yeah, why he's Rick James, bitch. To go really, I'm getting, I'm getting other questions. Get to go away to broadcast some... Block him. Being a bitch. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna being fucking block you, Rick James. Right, I got one from Funky Mar- Marimar. Mm-hmm. Will you be my best friend? Yes. Okay, good. That was easily done. So CFS. nice of you. From Lake Orion. 13 followers. Fuck you, Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Internet. <laughs> now I bet he's sorry, because we're all laughing about him, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but all, we're talking all about All four him. of us oh. that we don't know. Now, now he'll get like 7,000 followers from us. What's, uh, what's your favorite TV show you're watching right now? S at Goku WRC. I'm really enjoying An Castle. Idiot Abroad. Yeah, yeah so good. it's a great show. I laugh out loud, which I don't do often. What's been, well? programs. What's been your favorite episode so far? Um, I really enjoyed China. 
<laughs> that was the second China had me laughing a lot. India. He was Machu Picchu. Where was he? He was in, he was in Mexico somewhere. Oh, that must have been the last one. I haven't seen like, it yet. It's like everything you guys do is like a dare. <laughs> <laughs> He's so Carl Pilkington. Jesus Christ. Cash Hartzell. Uh, our friend, yeah. Uh, an AP on Web Sue asks, what are the downsides of having such fiery eyes? Do you burn through sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> like Cyclops might. Well, he probably has the same description as Cyclops. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this. I, I have blue eyes. <clears throat> People are uh, often surprised I have blue eyes. They often think they're brown on TV for some reason. I think it's because I have large pupils. Mm-hmm. My brother's eyes are, are are very blue. Mine are but a, a dim gray okay. compared to my brother's eyes. So you would say your so eyes are So when I think stormy. about my amazing, incredible eyes, I always think about them in the shadow of my brother's Damn it. Oh, right? I always got so annoyed at Cyclops missing because he's shooting with his eyes. Does he take his eye off of it? He misses. Yeah, but it throws him off. back. It's like a like, oh, like the cockpit. Eye on the ball. He's he's the ball. Go easy on him. He lost his girlfriend. You're right. You're right. It's the recoil of a gun, my friend. That's pure energy coming out really? of his eyes. Pure energy. At Zach Sonnenberg wants to know. Tell us your most crazy recent nightmare. Hmm. Nightmare. I don't have a lot of nightmares. I don't have a lot of scary dreams. Um. This one, some of the scariest I had were early, uh, I say late nineties. I had a recurring nightmare that I was dating a girl that I'd already broken up with, and that somehow I wound up back dating her again. Like, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) this is hard enough to get out of the first time. Oh no, and I'd wake up in a cold sweat. (laughs) 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 I'm not dating her. (laughs) That was a scary dream for some reason. I do, I do, I have those weird sort of. I'm I'm stuck and I'm trapped in a situation that I can't get out of. But it's not it's socially it's awkward. Just, yeah, it's just like a socially yeah. awkward it's situation. Just, they're just bummer. They're they're not. Yeah. They're, they're like bummer mares. They're not <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm really fear those. <laughs> really. My nightmares are like consist of like it's like, what? No, no, I did all those errands. No, I did all those errands, and then I wake up. I'm like, oh, thank God. I've had some zombie dreams, but I always zombie have the attitude dreams. of. I know just what to do. I was actually going to say the same thing. I, ca- I have a lot of zombie dreams. I, I refer to them as dreams. and like, But I know what to do, so I'm always fine. They're a lot of fun. I got here uh, from Ruckelshaus. Nathan Feeling, what was your favorite Firefly episode? By the way, named our latest rescue pup Mal. His litter mate is Kate. Aww. Um, so favorite Firefly episode, I'll have to say, uh, I really enjoyed Out of Gas. I really liked it. The, the music really gets me. I really like the slowness of it, and it's 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 a very kind of a lonely show. It's really slow and 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 scary and cold. I like that. Um, as far as this reminds me of a story, our latest rescue pup is named Mal. Somebody sent me a link to a a rescue kitten that's up for adoption somewhere in Oregon. Uh, I want to say, and his name is Nathan Furion. <laughs> <laughs> I want him. <laughs> you have to get him now. Do you just have that one cat? I just have the one cat. What's uh? Name? His name is Spartacus. 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 And I named him before the before the TV series. Before the yeah. yeah. Spartacus. I am Spartacus. Right. That that would explain the eight pack abs that right? your cat has. He does. Yeah. And I I always come home and when I see him there I say which one of you is Spartacus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my yeah. my friend Phil Plate at Bad Astronomer tweets. Is it true you got cast as Captain Hammer because of your ball penis? I don't know what that means. My what penis? Ball penis. Ball peen hammer. It's a pun. 
Oh, hammer ball penis. Oh, I missed the pun, Phil Plate. Oh, I cast myself. I feel, I, feel I, no shame I was right there that. with you. I was right there with you. Okay. Feel no shame. I'm more ashamed that I got it. You know what? And he even spelled it P-E-E-N-I-S. Ball peen. Ball peen. Of course. I'm sorry, Phil Plate. I just butchered. I butchered your pun jokey question. I was in Vancouver. Shopping. British Columbia. With some friends. Thank you. Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, was approached uh, by a very excited fan who wanted to tell me her favorite part of Dr. Horrible and in a very excited manner screamed at me in the streets, the hammer is my penis. Really loud. (laughs) Awkward. Uh, I'm gonna. Don't worry about it, everybody. Put that on your list of what not to do. Yeah, don't (laughs) scream that at people. Uh, here's a, oh, um, at Loose Leaves 1205, this of course is a question you'll be able to answer. Why hasn't Two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place come out on DVD? Why doesn't it? I don't know. I heard the pizza place was holding out. Uh, uh yeah. Not the girl? <laughs> I don't understand why everything just isn't available always. Like, what, what if a company's gonna make a show and it gets on the air, why don't they just fucking make it available? Like, there will be, it's not generating any income now. Like, why not just make it available and some people... Cost money to make a DVD. They need to recoup. They're not going to recoup. Yeah, they really should put out DVDs of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark. I think that would be good. I'm not buying it. No? I wouldn't... No. It terrified me when I was a kid. I never watched it. (laughs) At Murphy1D, what's the one thing you both agree that you hate about L.A.? Do we have to agree on it? Or can we just say something we hate about L.A.? Traffic. You You start first. You say at the same time. One, (laughs) two, three. People are isolating their cars. Uh, people who dress their kids uh, like douchebags at the Grove. Oh, yeah. Oh my Everyone, God. All, all parents are dressing their kids like Justin Bieber now. They all uh, like have their bangs, and they're yep. like very well-dressed. Like I, I hate a well-dressed kid. You are an old man, because you're saying <laughs> the kids and their hairdos. But literally yeah. like four-year-olds dressed in... I, I think... I think uh, I hate the fact that there's an Ed Hardy store in Los Angeles, and that there are little kids at the Grove like wearing leather jackets and Ed Hardy shirts. Like That, in, that enrages me. <laughs> Me. I'm okay with that. that I saw a, 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 a father and a son with identical pastel uh, polo shirts with the collars up and the white sunglasses and the hair done exactly the same. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm okay gonna, with that too. I'm gonna give that. A, I'm gonna give that a pass because the father and the son are connecting, yeah. even if it's on a. And the kid idolizes his father and wants to look like him, and I'll do that with my boy. Or <laughs> <laughs> the kid's like, "Can I take the shirt off? You shut the fuck up!" And <laughs> hey, 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 Dad, easy. What did you hate about LA? Uh, I, I, what I hate about it, and hate's a strong word, I try not to use it, That's but true. it's not strong enough. Um, that uh, <laughs> people are isolated in their vehicles, I, and I think this is a big problem. Here's what I see. If I have somebody driving in my blind spot and I don't want them there, I'll turn on my signal light to say, like, oh, I want to get in in front of you, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of room. And I can guarantee that they will hit the gas and speed up because mm-hmm. they don't want a, one more car in front of them. Yeah. Right. Like really, this, this is a six-lane freeway. Nothing but cars. Everywhere you look. Like, <laughs> uh, if I have one more car in front of me, I'm not going to get to where I'm going in at all. It's yeah. a weird competitive animal thing. Yet, if you roll down your window and look out and get eye contact with somebody and say, do you mind if I get in? Once you have eye contact, I've never been refused. Really? Never. Because they're accountable. It's like, now if I say, No. No one's got the balls. I hate the and then like if they don't let you through, they'll just do that look forward. Yeah, like I don't see, you. I don't see, see you. you. But now you know they're driving away with shame inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In no time, if I do that by accident, I try to let people in. If I accidentally yeah, yeah. like I've come, I, I go, ah, 
Yeah. Ah, I'm sorry. I'll roll down my window. Sorry, my bad. I wish I could. Can you squeeze in? Yeah. If I, you know, sometimes you know, you make a mistake on the road. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. Didn't yeah. oh, scared somebody. They honk. They're, they're, you, you endanger somebody. They're, the road rage yep. yeah. gets up. And everybody, <laughs> I put down my window right away. And, and my bad. I hope I'm accountable. My bad. It's diffused immediately. Everybody drives away happy. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, he blew it, but... I try to do the same thing. I also explain to myself in the car like the other person is there. I'm sorry. I just uh, I was paying attention to something else. That, oh, they can't hear me. Yeah, yeah, I did. they can't hear me. But there's the energy. That energy is there. I don't like it when no one, you know, people don't give a wave if you let them in out here. I know it's like in Hawaii where I grew up. It's like it's like you let someone was, in front of you, you get a you get a shaka. You yeah. get it. What like was, it's like if that's you was, get a wave. One of the weird things was when I moved out here with my Jeep Wrangler. Every Jeep Wrangler on the East Coast, we just wave to each other. It's just a thing. Yeah, Jeep wave. Jeep wave. Jeep wave. Out here, nothing. Never once got a wave back. You got to get a motorcycle. That's it. That's yeah. it. I think we take two more questions and then we and then we we release you back into your home. That was one of my favorite. Back parts into the wild. Sarah Silverman program where she's just in her car and then Rob Straw pulls up. He's like, "Hey, same car." And she's like, yeah, "Same car." <laughs> and <he> drives <laughs> away. <laughs> I got one here from Directing Titan. Okay. When we met, how many fingers was I holding up? Oh. Ah, Mr. Titan. That's the answer is four. The answer is four. Really? Yep. You actually remember that? I always remember how many fingers people are holding up. <laughs> okay, Why okay. You? Why look at this you? now, Why and then you? remember someday. I'm going to ask you in years. I'm going to ask you in years. Done. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait. No wait, wait. Make it this. Admit this would be harder. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Okay, great. Okay, I, I got. I got this one. I just want to show you. Oh, good hey, lord! This all is right. from. She says, "Support boobs." This is Kitty Moran. Support boobs. All right. Welsh done. LGBT horror film needs support. Boobs in blood. Please retweet. <laughs> you've done better than retweet. You've you've vocally podcasted. LGBT that horror film is the first oh, time. Yeah. Sounds pretty red. Yeah, yeah it does sound pretty good. Yeah. What does LGBT stand for? Lesbian, gay, bisexual, tra- uh, transgender, transgender. Yeah. Do they got them all in there? Have they? Yeah, they. they got have they missed them. any? <laughs> <laughs> Here's one I just heard of: uh, uh, vegan sexuals. What is? Only so there's vegans who will not only they're only eating vegetables. Yeah. Right. No lacto. No ovo. Mm-hmm. And vegan sexual. Please don't. Please tell me that means that they don't just fuck vegetables. <laughs> like people who <laughs> they, have, they only have sex. Comas, they just eat guy vegans. Uh, uh, I could see wanting that in you know like a, a husband or a wife or something like that. You know something that you're going to spend the rest of your life with will make it easier, but not for just good old fucking Maybe they're times. Afraid they're going to get some kind of meat or a don't sweat meat on me. Yeah, but yeah. if you're um, if you're uh, meat b- b- giving oral. Pleasure to someone. If you're giving someone a blowjob. I don't know why I just got squeamish all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I've said the worst things imaginable on this podcast. Earlier today oh. we had a porn star on. You said only two more. Are we limited? No, we can please. Because I got another one. This is a great one. Not so productive. Uh, Nerdist and Nathan Filling. This is for both of us. Would you rather be born into the Star Wars universe or the Firefly universe? Interesting. Hmm. I know my answer. Um, You go first. I want to hear yours first. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. There's a time limit. Oh. Eh, thank you. Okay, sorry. I gotta no, go fuck. Sorry, it's over. Uh, go ahead. You know, I... I... God damn it. That's Nathan, a... tell him you won't be upset if he says Star Wars. I won't universe. be upset if he says Star Wars. It might be the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Same here. 
Same here. You know why? Because in Firefly, there's lots of poor people, and you only got like cows that's it. And it's basically that, that's like saying that's like saying, do you want to go? Do you want to move to the old west yeah. in the 1800s? But the yeah. poorest of the poor in Star Wars still have like the moisture farms and stuff yeah, yeah. that you know the whole moisture farm. And right? also, yeah. Joss purposely didn't put lasers. Uh-huh. in Firefly and Star Wars has lasers it just seems like more technology is readily available thanks for letting me off the hook I felt bad because I d- please yeah. don't okay good now get out of my house <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> uh, this at Spintown wants to know if we had to limit the alphabet to only two letters what would they be A and because I'm Canadian yep <laughs> 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 Not exactly typically how you spell A. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if there were only two letters, the spirit. that's how you would have to do it. E and H. Yeah. And, uh, and then I would go with Omega, a letter from the Greek the alphabet. The Greek alphabet, yeah. yeah. Does that include the letters O M E G A? Oh, shit. Because that could be a way around it. And then you get a few extra letters because you're one letter. It's like wishing for more wishes. Is that why you wear an Omega? Is that why you wear an Omega watch? That's why I, oh, I am wearing an Omega. Me too. What are you? Watch five. Hooray! Um, this high five brought to you by Omega Watches. <laughs> Please send us more. <laughs> brought to you by minutes and seconds. <laughs> At Danilope wants to know when crafting when drafting the script for your pilot, did you consider creating a part for Joss simply so you could kill off his character? Repeat that. Someone wants to know when drafting the script for your pilot, did you consider creating a part for Joss simply so you could kill off his character? Now that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's something we could maybe do on, on Castle. You could totally kill have, off Joss. Just have him there as a dead guy. But what you should you, should, you could do is the old police uh, police squad thing where we make a big deal like Joss Whedon on this week's Castle, and he comes up and he's like, "Hey Castle, boom, dead." Oh, shit. <laughs> like, this is, this is like hey, hey Castle, <laughs> boom, dead. Here's of- one for you, Nerdist. Oh, what, what's it like to be the crush? Of millions of men, gay and straight, that's back to Stonewall. Mm. Underscore. Straight men too. I always take it as a. I, I am. I am always tremendously flattered when it. Because I listen. I'm not going to lie. I get. I get. A, I get gay tweets from dudes, and uh, it is. It is. Probably almost more flattering than any ones I get because because gay dudes are super picky, and so if a gay dude thinks you dress nice and look attractive, then you you're doing something right, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I take it as a tremendous, tremendous compliment. Yeah, no, my favorite my favorite compliments are from gay guys. There you go. Oh, my friend Elizabeth Kimball, at, at EM Kimball. Uh, question, why are you so pretty? Follow-up, why does my husband love you more than me? For you, Nathan Fillion. Does that mean why does her husband love me more than she loves me? <laughs> she Yes, her husband, she loves you. But her husband actually loves you more, and so she's trying to get to the bottom of this. My question is, why doesn't she love me enough? <laughs> ah, turn the tables. Right? That's some, that is some good... Maybe there's some more love she has to give, and that, maybe she can just start giving it. That is some good Jewish guilt Thanks. right there. You're killing your mother. <laughs> You're killing your... Thick or thin crust, at Sharp Jeremy? Okay. Uh, thin. Thin crust, me too. Mm-mm. Right in the middle. Leah... Tan Devold. Mm. Okay. Uh, asks, uh, when will your former Firefly castmates guest star on Castle? I'm actually pitching an episode where uh, the the, uh, the captain of a uh, uh, sci-fi television show starship uh, is, is murdered because he was a real <laughs> dick. And everybody hated him. So there's the writers, there's the... That's already fiction. There's the cast members, you mm-hmm. know, so 
That would that's be really phenomenal. That's really right? funny. That must be. I mean, are you at the? You must be at the point on Castle now where you do have some influence over what goes on, right? You can, you can, you can, you can strongly suggest things, and people I've, will listen you know what? to you. I've pitched a bunch of things. I've pitched a bunch of ideas, and they've kind of filtered back in, in different forms. I pitched this one whole story idea, and this 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 one thing happens. Uh, uh, I had this idea for a character that comes in and throws Castle up against the wall of the. Uh, uh, the elevator and, 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 and like accosts him and makes out with him when he's not in, he's not you know doesn't wasn't expecting it really and and then we had a, this episode where uh, Laura Pippon comes on and mm-hmm. plays uh, the Nikki Heat the actress who's going to play Nikki Heat the character from Castle's books and she throws him up against the elevator wall and accosts him just like that <laughs> and um, it was awful I'll hear it terrible tell you. how dare oh my god I'm gonna need another take are you take, okay oh listen five not, more not, takes one of this. more take one I'm, more a, take. I'm a Kubrickian sorry I want this we need to sorry. shoot this from every different angle have you ever had an experience where you work on a show and you don't have to say what it is but when, and it was just like there was drama and people were awful to each other and there was weird sort of politics and like I I've, I've been lucky that I've never had that experience. I've 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 had experience or where you you kind of look at someone and say, where would you rather be? Right. Like, what is it that's so wrong that everything's a problem? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of I, I mean I I was going to be a high school teacher in Edmonton, Alberta, where it's right now minus thirty five. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so here I am. I'm I'm living the dream. My worst day is a great day. And I, and in the old adage of you know you want to hear an actor complain, give him a job. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I try to I, I, I complain like anybody else. I bitch, I whine, I moan, but I try to keep it in perspective and say, yeah, but this is my dream job. This is actually what I want to be doing, and I'm actually succeeding, and I'm actually employed. So. Woo-hoo-hoo. I am always fascinated by that. The people that they're weird. Oh, so and so wouldn't come out of their trailer. It's like. We get paid ridiculous amounts of money to do what we do, and it's silly. And like, why would you ever? I don't get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I'm not coming out of my trailer thing. I don't get that. I don't understand. A friend of mine once said to me, and it makes a lot of sense because I said the same thing. I said we get paid a lot of money to do for for what it is we do. Mm-hmm. And he said, you don't get paid to do what you do. You get paid to put up with all the crap that comes along with what you do. Interesting. So, the better the crap you're doing. The more you get paid, because the more crap you're going to have to put up with. Interesting. And I see that as truth. Like, when when can uh, any of the cast of Friends just go to a movie at the Grove? Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. Yeah. Well, I don't. Sorry. And with that. <laughs> you can't top it. I know we've dominated your time long enough, but um, but this was great. This was so nice. Yeah. You sound surprised. No, not surprised at all. I just it was just I, this is how we talk all the time. Differ. Oh, really? Okay. I just wish I lived in the Star Wars universe. Um, no, we're gonna need new power couplers. <laughs> power converters. It's always power converters. No, it's just it's it's just it's nice. I just I I like even just talking about what you were saying. Like I just appreciate that we're able to do what we do, and we get to come and fuck around and make right. make silly jokes and and. Uh, but uh, yeah, the do and we did thrill that thrilling adventure hour show at Largo, which a lot was of talented super people fun. There, man, there's a lot of talented people. That's that's one of those things where I, I go into that going, okay, I, I hope I don't blow this, and then I'm incredibly intimidated by all the talent that's yeah, going on all great, around me. Great people, yeah, in that show, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you for having us up today. Uh, thank you. This yeah. was delightful.
This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was generously and wisely brought to you by Falcon Northwest Computer Systems, where you can have the PC of your dreams custom-built for you. From the fastest gaming machines to laptops hand-painted with your company logo, Falcon Northwest builds them all. To find out more, please visit falcon-nw.com. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is win or go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. Thousands, not millions. $200,000. Because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT. Stream free on Amazon Freeview or Prime Video.